on this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, you got your boy Slide Delta Nero back in the building. I'm back, and I got some stuff to talk about. It's the finals. We start in the finals, recording this on Wednesday. The finals start on Thursday. So we got a finals preview for y'all. NBA finals is here. We finally have an opponent. The Nuggets are playing in Miami Heat in the 2023 NBA Finals. So I'm going to give you guys a breakdown of that and what I expect to happen. And then I got a couple of pop culture and a couple of cinema corner topics, but it's mostly going to be a talk shit section session and a what to expect session. I can't get too far ahead of myself. You know, anything can happen in the NBA Finals. We're heavy favorites to win it. But I want to give you guys a little insight. I'm not going to talk too much braggadocious stuff. I'm not going to try to jinx this or nothing like that, but I do got some stuff to talk about. Um, what else? A couple of pop culture, like I said, Into the Spider-Verse has some early um, predictions out as far as how much money it's going to make. John Wick review, watch John Wick 4 finally, and a little Little Mermaid to talk about if you guys are looking to go see that with your family. So, got a loaded podcast today. It may not be the longest episode in the world, but it's something, you know what I'm saying? Got the finals coming up tomorrow, so I wanted to give you guys a little beat to step to. It's your boy, Light Delta Nero. It's time for another episode. Where that theme song at? Yeah, boy. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need to hear for you should try us. From pop culture to the movies to unite us. It's the best, uh, best of bias. The best of bias. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the best of bias. You are now listening to the Best of Bias podcast with Lydell De Niro and Hugo Twilight. All right, what's up, everybody? It's the Best of Bias podcast. Welcome in, welcome in. You see what I'm wearing, so you know what we're talking about today. Is I'm proud to be here today. So I'm I feel like a proud father. If I was a father, I guess I mean you know, I don't know what a father feels like. I'm sorry for all the fathers out there. I mean, it's probably more of a grand experience, but I just feel like somebody who's been you know if you're a sports fan, your team hasn't really won. Ella, I mean in this case for the Denver Nuggets, the finals haven't won the finals ever. Um, I feel like uh, accomplished. So I, I don't know. I feel like I'm on the team right now. It's been a long season. We finally got here. So you know what we're about to talk about. We're about to talk about the NBA Finals. You know what I'm saying? We got a long podcast episode today, but of course, sorry, I'm doing dual cameras early. It's not getting it out, getting it out the way. But it's the NBA Finals. We're here. We're finally here, man. Denver Nuggets versus the Miami Heat 2023 NBA Championship. I'm going to let you guys know how I feel about it. I'm going to give you guys a rundown this episode. You guys heard in the intro what's going to be happening right now, but it's mostly a finals preview episode. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm going to break down the matchups and who I, what I expect and what I expect to see from this series. I'm not going to get too braggadocious or too confident in this because I don't want to jinx us or nothing like that. But I do got to talk about it. I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about it, especially to you guys. You feel me? So let's start it off right now. NBA Finals 2023, what do I expect? I expect Denver Nuggets to go out there and dominate. I expect them to because, I mean, everything that I've seen all year shouldn't prove otherwise. The Three series that we played so far, I feel like got us battle-tested, especially for this Miami team we were about to play. Um, first round, we played the Twin Towers of Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. Second round, we played the double trouble of um, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant in the offense that they possess. And you know what I mean? I feel like – and then the last round, we played LeBron and AD and all the powers they possess, and we got through it. We, we swept them, so I feel like – we got through the West pretty easily, and I feel like the Miami Heat, they do deserve to be here. I mean, their road wasn't by any means or any stretch of the imagination easy. You know what I'm saying? But 
Yeah, I think we got this. Let's let's break it down a little further. Let me stop this dual cameras. <sighs> let's start with the let's let's start with the just just the teams in general. I think cohesively the Nuggets have been the team to beat all year. Um, since January, you've been the number one seed in the West. Um, me personally being a very big, very very big Nuggets fan, I've watched us grow. Um, the last couple of years since we've been to this kind of level of achievement. Um, uh, 2020, we were able to make it to the Western Conference Finals in the bubble. Um, but since then, we've been in kind of a lull. If you guys know, a lot of injuries happened to our team. A lot of changes happened to our team. The only constant we've had was Nikola Jokic and the ascending um, rep that he's grown over the couple of years. One, you know, back-to-back -back MVPs. You guys all know that. But just the fact that we have Jamal Murray back, Michael Porter back at full strength, the team at full strength, and the complementary pieces to help us do what we need to do to actually win the championship. I think the addition of Aaron Gordon was crazy. Um, I think Bruce Brown, KCP, with that championship experience, he did win the title in the bubble with him, the Lakers in 2020. So he has that championship experience. Everybody down to Christian Brown, the rookie we drafted this year, with his defensive contributions. He didn't play that much in the Lakers round, but the first two rounds of the playoffs, he was instrumental in just playing defense and just showing himself as a rookie out of Kansas, just being somebody that can compete. Um, Jeff Green, even though you know a lot of the Nuggets fans don't really like the minutes that he play, um, he plays our backup five at times you know what i'm saying we have a lot we have a couple of bigs on the team that we don't play deandre jordan zeke naji from arizona um thomas bryant that we traded for at the trade deadline or he picked up um he doesn't play either but i mean i guess we trust Jokic that much just to play 48 minutes if he actually does have to and the backups that we do play again is jeff green um coach trusts jeff green with his experience he is an older veteran player um who is able to you know guard small forwards guard smaller centers so I'm glad to see that actually paid off. Um, Jeff Green has been great this year, dunking on people, um, hitting corner threes when need be. Um, I'm just excited for this team, man. The ups and downs of the regular season, um, us actually making it to the number one seed and everybody doubting that we could actually be the number one seed and finish there. It's been gratifying. Uh, just the lull that we went through in the last month of the season, um, having the Grizzlies almost catch us as the one seed when we were taking our foot off the gas, when we thought we had the one seed locked up, and we just kind of, you know, just eased into that one seed to end the season. Uh, people kind of doubted us, and it's still kind of crazy to see how we don't get a lot of national attention still. No matter how good we do in each round, teams still, or people still think that, you know, Jokic is good, but the team is a fluke, you know what I'm saying? And we've taken the underdog mentality and we've taken it all the way to the NBA Finals. People can hate on Coach Malone for, you know, calling out the narratives in the national media and saying that he's whining about it or he just keeps talking shit about the Lakers and he doesn't care about a lot of the stuff the media has to say about us because we're going to prove them wrong type shit. I feel like that's the mentality that you're supposed to have. Eric Sprostra or, you know, Doc Rivers or somebody says something like that. You know, you guys are praised the ground that he walks on, but since it's Michael Malone and we haven't won a championship before, it's our first time being here, um, that people feel like we should just be happy to be there and just shut the hell up and let people talk about the other teams and do what they want to do. But, I mean, that, that's been the narrative for too long. Um, again, the last couple of years, we made the playoffs the last five years, but nobody would ever know about it. People would think that this is our first time making the playoffs and us being in the finals is a fluke because we have never made the playoffs before. We had never had playoff success. It's just kind of crazy how casual some people can be in that sense, man. Um, everybody's all on the Miami Heat team. Um, they know about the LeBron days. They know about how Jimmy Butler and the Heat have been in the finals um, in the bubble. Um, they made the conference finals a couple of years. So it, it's just been some it's just been some time 
where everybody just kind of is giving up on the Nuggets, even though they've been the one seed, and just kind of shifting their brains over to the Miami Heat. And just because they're a cultured franchise that they're going to walk all over us and they've been here before, so they know what they're doing and, you know, just their path. And then we'll get into the Miami Heat a little bit too. I'm not going to talk make this a Nuggets podcast, but Miami Heat have been, you know, doing a little something underachieve, uh, overachieving with the players that they do have. Um, they do have like five or six undrafted players that are actually getting minutes on the team. Uh, Jimmy Butler actually holding it down has has had a crazy playoff run. Um, and kudos to him, but I feel like he's been overachieving. You know, the East is a lot weaker than the West, if I was to say so myself. They did beat the one seed um, in the first round, being the eight seed, of course. Also, they came from the play-in. Um, where they almost lost to Chicago, actually lost to my, uh, the, the the Atlanta Hawks, and then almost lost to the Chicago Bulls to get play, put out of the playoffs. But they were actually able to make plays, and Jimmy Butler was able to carry the team um, in from the play into the eight seed, and then help them beat the you know number one seeded Milwaukee Bucks, who everybody thought was going to win the championship. Um, Giannis did end up getting hurt for the first two and a half games, which helped them a lot in that sense. I mean, I never really thought Chris Middleton as a number two can carry the Bucks to a championship or even get them past any team in the East without their number one player. Giannis, that dominant force. I mean, a lot of teams could be deep, but without that dominant force, a lot of these role players and stuff lose confidence, it seems like. And without Giannis there, you know, and them losing a couple of games, it shook their confidence, you know what I mean? And even when Giannis came back for a game after having that back injury, they didn't have enough to take out the – um. Miami Heat, so they, they got past them. And then the second round, they played the young uh, New York Knicks. So I feel like even though the Knicks were hot and thinking that they were going to actually come out there and do something against Miami because they're the eighth seed, um, you know, they handle business there, the experience of the team. Um, the players they have on the team know how to make shots in, in, in spots. I mean, Max Struess, Caleb Martin, um, Gabe Vincent have all been instrumental. All these guys are, I think they're all undrafted and they just been on the team hitting threes when need be. Duncan Robinson's making an appearance. He played barely at all at the beginning of the, you know, playoffs or in the in the regular season. But in the playoffs, they called his number, especially in the Celtic series when they went seven games and they're able to get a lot out of him when it mattered. Um, so Kevin Love is still on the squad. Kyle Lowry is still over there, you know, making stuff happen. But I mean, I feel like Matchup wise, I mean, again, let me not get off the road. They did beat the number two seeded Celtics as well. Um, they did take a 3 0 lead, but it took them seven games to beat them. Um, so that alone just kind of shows that they're there they're for the moment. But I feel like once a good team gets it, gets them that has enough talent that could put it all together, that they're susceptible to being beat. Um, the Celtics, m- my opinion, they're a good team, but I feel like they're not. <laughs> Joe Missoula. New head coach, of course, with the Ime Doka stuff happening last year. It's just like, look, their offense is always stagnant. It looks like they don't really run an offense. It's just Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown are taking threes or driving or taking shots. They take turns. They don't really set up plays for each other. Marcus Smart kind of just kind of get in where he fits in. When he gets the ball, he either shoots it from three or, you know, has to find a way to get to the basket and kick it to somebody. Um, and they have to be really hot from three to get shit done and actually win games, which is kind of crazy. Um, and that showed this year. They've been to the NBA uh, the NBA finals last year, the Celtics did, and the conference finals, like the last couple of years out of like five, they've been getting there constantly. It's just that they can't get over the hedge. And I feel like, uh, you know, Miami had their foot on the gas the whole season. Once they took that 3-0 lead, there was not really a chance for them to come back. You know, history has it. You know, it's 149-0 for teams that are down 3-0 to come back and win the series. And, 
Yeah, they weren't able to do it. They really thought they were. They had a bunch of confidence going into game seven, but, you know, they weren't able to come back and take that series like history prevailed in that sense. But Miami is coming through, you know, really tested, you know what I'm saying? And again, I told you guys about the Nuggets and how, what we went through. Um, But I just feel like matchup wise, we went through so much, even though I made it, we made it seem easy in the West. It just seems like we went through so much of the West that we're ready for a Miami team. That's kind of less talented than a lot of teams that we play. You know what I mean? The role players on the Miami heat, I don't think are as good, as the role players on the Lakers and we swept them um, their top two players on the Suns. I don't think they have even one player. I mean, I mean, if you put Jimmy Butler and Bam together, maybe you'll get a Devin Booker, but Devin Booker and KD, that offense that they had, those percentages that they were shooting. I don't see the Miami Heat doing that. And even having two bigs to stop Jokic at once or have Aaron Gordon have to guard a Carl Anthony Towns or something. I don't see that happening um in the Miami Heat series either their biggest guy is Bam out of bio and he's like 6'9 6'10 at most you know what I mean um so let's get into these matchups because I'm talking shit now but I'm just gonna break down a little bit more um to what I mean I mean like you got Jamal Murray who's gonna guard Jamal Murray um you put Kyle Lowry on him he's gonna get cooked I mean Gabe Vincent I don't know if he's as good as a defender to uh, stop a player averaging 27 points in the playoffs right now, um, looking fresh coming back off that injury. And he's going out and he's ready for, he's looking for blood. He's trying to get that championship. He's trying to let people know he's not just playoff Murray. He's a player that is actually able to go and get buckets at all time. And this is how, who he is and what he's made of. And he wants to be like talked about with the upper echelon of the, you know, shooting guards, point guards, whatever you want to call them. And he deserves that. You know what I mean? So I don't know who's going to necessarily guard him. Um, we got Michael Porter Jr. at 6'10". Um, I don't know who's going to guard him. Max Struess, is that what's going to happen? I don't know if that could happen. Um, Aaron Gordon is also a big guy as well, 6'8", 6'9", muscly guy. I don't know if they have somebody to guard him. Is it going to be uh, Caleb Martin? Is it going to be Gabe Vincent? They're huge. They're, they're hella smaller compared to uh, Aaron Gordon. He can get uh, points in the paint, just muscle him out. And fucking who's going to guard KCP? You know what I'm saying? Our starting five, KCP, Jamal, uh KCP, Jamal, MPJ, Jokic, and uh, who am I missing? Oh, Aaron Gordon. So that five, I don't know if they're going to be able to cover. Max Struess, who's going to guard? Caleb Martin, who they going to guard? Gabe Vincent, who they going to guard? Jimmy Butler is probably going to be guarded by Aaron Gordon, and I think that's a great matchup for Aaron Gordon. Um, he's been our stopper on the best players on the opposite teams for a while now. Put him up against Jimmy Butler. Just, you know, Jimmy Butler's not the fastest guy. He's not the best shooter in the world, but he's tricky. He has the footwork, and he can make the difficult shots. Um, if Aaron Gordon just makes his life difficult and just gets in front of him, even KCP um, gets in front of him, Bruce Brown just gets in front of him, put his hands up, and just don't get a bunch of foul calls, I think we'll be solid. Um, Jokic is not the best defender, but Bam isn't really that big. And watching his last series against the Celtics he was shooting all jump shots he couldn't even get no he couldn't get no shots off against Robert Williams and Robert Williams was making him work scoring all over the place so if Robert Williams can get buckets and score all over the Celtic or score all over the Miami Heat I think Jokic is going to have a feast I don't think anybody's going to be able to guard Jokic so I don't know what's going to happen they're going to have to try to double him and if you try to double him that means you're going to leave somebody open for the three and we have shooters all around KCP can make a three Michael Porter can make a three Jamal can make a three Aaron Gordon can make a three sparingly not great at shooting threes but if you give him that short corner he's going to knock it down after a while so you kind of have to pick your poison and everybody's talking about the heralded zone that the Miami Heat can run but again excuse me Ugh, that's gross we're talking about 
um, them running that zone, that zone is susceptible, susceptible to the people catching the ball at the elbow and breaking the zone down from the elbow. And that's what, you know, Jokic is the best at. The two games that Jokic played against uh, the Heat this year, he shot damn near 60% and only missed two shots. You know what I mean? And we won both those games. Not saying that that's indicative of what's going to happen in the finals, but it just shows, like, they don't really have much for Jokic. Um, one of the games, Jokic had, like, 20-something, 12 and 8. One game, he had, like, 17, 12 and 12. And we won both games. Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon both – I mean, Aaron Gordon didn't play the first game, I think. And Jamal Murray only had 14 points one of the games. This is going to be different. We've gone through a whole bunch in the playoffs. We got a bunch of rest. Um, they just went seven games with the Celtics, so they're probably going to be tired. They flew right after game seven to Denver to go out there and get some rest, get acclimated to the altitude, and try to get ready to play. But we've been waiting for 10 days for these guys and just kind of waiting for see what happens, man. I, like I said, I'm not trying to talk a lot of shit right now, but I just don't see any ways that they can really – mess with us team wise you know what i'm saying i'm not trying to sound braggadocious again i'm not trying to jinx us or nothing like again if we lose you can come back and just slap me <laughs> so just talk shit about the words that i'm saying right now but i just feel confident that the Niver nuggets can go out there and show that though we haven't won no championships before no we haven't been to the finals before um this is this is a year of history man first year we ever swept somebody and it was the lakers uh first year in the finals and it's against a team that i feel like we can beat and we match up well with and i think this is uh you know opportunity for us to get our first championship to raise that banner and have a magical Cinderella season. Um, put all the rest, uh, you know, all the Jokic talk to bed. Um, Embiid is not better than Jokic. Everybody knows that Jokic deserved that MVP this year. Uh, there's a lot of voters fatigue. I know that's probably what happened this year. And everybody was looking at Jokic. It was like, oh, is he really that good? He hasn't really proven it. Um, this year, he's done everything to prove it. You know what I'm saying? His numbers, regular season, his numbers in the playoffs are historical, passing Wilt Chamberlain and everything pretty much. Um, and he won the Western Conference MVP. He won the Western Conference as a one seed. So now he's going to the finals as a heavy favorite. And if he can actually handle his business, we're favored by eight at home and handle business at, in game one and show everybody that we're here to play and not really play, play, but we're here to play, play. You feel me? Then we can do it. We can we can show everybody that the Nuggets are here to stay. We're all young. We're uh we've been building. We don't need no super team. We don't need no superstars to jump on our team for actually us to win anything or us to you know have credibility. Um, we can do this, and I think we're gonna show that this year. Um, yeah, Jamal Murray healthy. Uh, Yoke. All right, Curry, don't be acting crazy. Y'all see her right here? She's going to try to do something crazy. I apologize, but she's trying to get out the room right now, and I'm not trying to let her out. But, um, yeah, we're going to see what you're going to see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see game one is in Denver tomorrow. Um, that's Thursday. I'm recording this on a Wednesday. So Friday, when you hear this, I either can be really happy or really sad because, you know, the results are going to be out and we're going to know what happened so far. Um, but yeah, go Denver. Everybody out there hating, fuck y'all, because we don't, yo, what y'all hating for? This is something that hasn't happened before. This is the start of something new, hopefully a new dynasty that we can have, you know, let me not get ahead of myself again, but just a team that's built the right way. And they're all young and hopefully can stay together for a lot, a long time. I know this new, um, uh, this new, uh, Players Association, these new rules that are coming into effect could change some stuff as far as how high we can pay our players or our max players that we have on the squad. So that could change some stuff in the future. But for now, let's just get it, man. The Crunkies, you know, they've been winning, winning championships in all the other sports. Why not basketball? They got one in uh, football. They got one in hockey. 
They about to get one in lacrosse. So, you know what I'm saying? Why not add one for basketball? You feel me? Um, yeah, I'm excited, man. Just for the fact that, you know, there's a lot of hype behind the Miami Heat right now. You know, Jimmy Butler is the new hotness. You know, so even though Caleb Martin should have been the MVP of the Eastern Conference, um, you know, everybody's on Jimmy Buckets right now, Jimmy Butler, and thinking that his his heat right now, you know, how hot he is, you see what I did there, is enough to take on a team that just swept the, everybody's favorite Lakers, um, a team that walked through the West and still gets no credit. And still people think that the Heat are going to win in six. That's just crazy to me. Um, again, let me not get too far ahead of myself. We'll come back to it when the time is right. But for now, that's where I'm going to leave it, guys. I had to get my basketball talk in and let you guys know how I felt. Because I'm going to start talking. I'm going to keep talking my mess. But I'm going to get quiet. To all the fans out there, you know me. All my friends out there, you know me. Once the series starts, I'm quiet. I'm not going to say nothing until after the series is over. And hopefully we host that championship and hoist that banner. Um, but today is going to be my last day of me even talking about or mentioning the championship. I'm just going to, or the, the finals. I'm just going to be watching. Hopefully everybody is watching too. And hope y'all supporting the Nuggets and not hating because we beat y'all favorite team. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, all my Lakers fan friends out there. Um, but yeah, support the movement. We beat y'all. Hopefully you, I want the team that beat y'all to win the championship to say you lost to the best team. Um, some people are just haters and don't really want that to happen. But, you know, we've been the, uh, the best team all season. Um, we proved to ourselves that our number one seed wasn't a fluke. Um, so yeah, give us our credit and let us shine, man. Let's get us, let us get ring number one of many. Let's go out there and just show everybody that the regular, uh, homemade team is still out there. You know, even though the Warriors were that team until they went and got KD, uh, maybe now if we win the championship, other superstars want to come play in Denver and kind of, you know, go out and play with Jokic because that Jokic makes life easy for everybody. You already know that. He's going to find the right shot. He's going to, you know, even more than he wants to score points. He can score 40, 50 at any point, any time. But if he can get his homies open and get 20 assists, I feel like he'd rather do that. And who won't want to play with that? You know, KCP, uh, Bruce Brown, Michael Porter, Jamal, they'll all tell you. And I hope the two-man two game that's revived now that Jamal's back with Jamal and Jokic, let's just keep that going. And hopefully we get a whole bunch of people in pick and rolls that they can't stop nothing, and Jamal is just on. Um, he's, he was playing in the Lakers uh, series with an ear infection, sick as hell, but now hopefully he's healthy and come out here and play and just shut everybody up, man. That'll be the best thing for a young man this summer and i'll be talking my mess all summer you know what i'm saying just do it for your boy let's just do it for your boy yeah nba finals on abc uh this uh thursday at 5 30 don't miss it it's gonna be a great display of basketball and i want everybody to witness it people are worried about the heat and nuggets playing how the viewing the viewership is going to be i think there's enough storylines to go around the nba finals is exciting no matter what and let's just watch some good basketball stop being haters man no though your team may not be in it it's still worth watching. You know what I'm saying? Super Bowl. Everybody watches the Super Bowl, even though their favorite teams ain't in it. You know what I'm saying? I did. You know what I'm saying? I had to watch somebody else hoist the trophy last year. So come and support us, man. If you ain't got no interest in the game, come support the Nuggets. Watch a real team do its thing. All right. Let's move into this little bit of pop culture that I have. I don't have much for y'all. Then I'll get into the cinema corner and get y'all out of here. I just want to talk about the Nuggets mostly. You know what I'm saying? Have y'all have something to step to this weekend while y'all watch the games. You feel me? Next week, I don't know if we're going to actually have a pod because I'm going to be at a wedding. So it might be a week off again. Sorry about that, guys. But I do have to support the homie Kyle and Amanda and their engagement, their marriage, their union. 
I'm excited. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be supportive. I'm in the wedding too. So I'm looking spiffy and it's going to be beautiful, man. But this week I'm giving you guys a little something, something to chew on before I'm gone for a week. And then I'm back. It's going to be back. I'm going to be back full force. Don't worry about it. But yeah, let's get into some of these pop culture topics, man. I didn't really want to put pop culture in this episode, but I've heard some crazy shit out, out there, man. Um, high schoolers, man. It's graduation time. You guys should be focused on graduation and doing cool stuff like that. Now I'm hearing about tragic stories about high schoolers that are just doing crazy stuff for clout. Um, this first one's not necessarily doing stuff for clout, but it's just like, what the hell are you guys doing? Texas high school cancels graduation after 85% fails to graduate. This is interesting to me because I know Texas, you know, they're all into their sports and stuff like that. And they're sports oriented and it's Texas and everything's bigger in Texas and yada, yada, yada. But 85 percent of the team graduating seniors didn't graduate. There had to be like some kind of sickness going around the school or some crazy stuff that happened to have everybody just fail. Or maybe the teachers, the curriculum is too high or maybe the students are getting too high. You know what I'm saying? Because that doesn't make any sense. I've never heard about that ever in my life. 85%. So that means it's like only, <laughs> yeah, you guys know how to do math, but what do you do in that situation? Do you hold everybody back? Do you make everybody go to summer school and just have the graduation after in summer school? Like, uh, you just kind of, you know, I, I don't know. That's it's a weird, it's a weird, uh, situation. Um, I would never expect it. My parents wouldn't have it. I'm sure this school is going to have to hear it from the board. Um, a lot of people might get fired. Um, the school, I don't know if it'll get closed down, but this has to be embarrassing, especially for Texas. You know what I'm saying? Though, Again, they're very highly sports oriented. This gives a bad rep to the whole situation, bro. It's like, okay, you guys are what teaching sports medicine and uh, sport, you know, sports marketing or some shit like that, and nothing that has to do with the curriculum for everybody to graduate. Like, no scholarships, no nothing. Like, what, what what's going on? I, I I don't understand. I don't understand that. It's kind of weird to me. Um, it's just kind of it's kind of sad just looking at high school now compared to how it used to be. I think social media and the 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 TikTok and the, you know, advancement of technology has something to do with it, man. Even now, it's like back in the day. I was in high school before, like before, like laptops and iPad, not I wouldn't say laptops, but like iPads and ways to the cell phone generation where you can find everything on your cell phone. It's like ways to get away with stuff nowadays that are so much, so much more accessible to you than back in the day when there wasn't that kind of stuff. So I feel like people should be flying with passing with flying colors, chat GPT, searching online for answers for homework, online learning. It's just, it's so much easier now, I would say. So for 85% to have failed, you know, graduating their senior year, it's just there has to be some kind of total mishap, misrepresentation of the education system. I don't know. Too many breaks. I don't know. There has to be something. So now you're going to have like a the next class of juniors going into senior year, graduating with everybody else that failed. You're going to have like a ginormous class. Maybe that was their strategy all along. Maybe if you fail enough students and have a big ass class the next year, they'll give you more money for your school or something. That's the only way I can see that um, making sense because you had to have seen it coming. All these students failing at once, you have to have known by the time you got to the ceremony, we don't have enough people to cross the stage or even present. <laughs> that's embarrassing what do you tell the parents like what have you been doing all year showing videos man let me get off that because the next topic is even crazier high school kids 18 year old student just graduated 
Um, Vegas kid jumps off the deck of a cruise ship for a dare. He jumps. So it's a cruise ship that's going to Bahamas, that's cruising the Caribbean islands, going to the Bahamas. And I guess this kid in a dare jumped off the side of a, like a carnival cruise ship into shark infested waters and disappeared and was never seen again. And all this shit was caught on video. Again, high schoolers, this clout shit is going to get you killed. I mean, it's it's been shown here. It's like the lengths that people go to try to get notoriety on social media is nuts to me. Um, jumping off a cruise ship once, like once you hit that water, your legs is probably going to break. The, the stories on those boats, there's stories and stories high. Why, just because it's water doesn't mean you're going to sink to the bottom and you're going to land gracefully. No. Shark infested waters, even though it's dark outside, there's sharks in the water waiting for people to fall in, especially falling these cruise ships. I feel like they... I don't know if they expel like the, you know, the bio stuff, the, the shit and stuff that they, you know, cause there's a lot of stuff in these uh, cruise ships that travel in the waters, a lot of waste and stuff that has to be expelled. Maybe they expel it to the water and the sharks are attracted to it. But bruh, we, I seen the video. It's like he jumps off the side and you see him swimming. They throw the buoy out there to him, but then all of a sudden the man disappears. Not only is there sharks in there, there's a current, the waves are all crazy and it's nighttime. It's just a lot going on. I've been on a lot of cruises myself and falling off the side is one of my biggest fears. There's a lot of alcohol being consumed on these boats. You know, you can get as drunk as you want on these boats and there's no railings on the side to stop people from falling off or jumping off in the cases of mental health where people are just like, fuck it, I'm a jump. Like there's none of that. So for a kid to try to do this for a dare, it's just crazy. It, it, it's crazy. Um, I think his name was Cameron Robbins rest in peace to him but prayers out to his family it's just getting a little far man i've just seen a bunch of twitter is a crazy place maybe that's why elon is shutting it down everywhere maybe be shutting down here in america soon because it is giving us sites of stuff that we don't need to see um i saw a high schooler let off a firework in a public bus just so they can record it and get you know get views i've seen people have fake atm robbing like go up to somebody at an atm and fake robbing them for clout um they got beat up and uh got a broken nose because they want to say oh it's a prank after you got the person on the ground and people come to save him because you think they're they think they're getting robbed and you're getting your ass beat now because you're trying to get some clout you know what i'm saying it, I've seen people in the UK walk into people's houses, do B&Es, take their dog, then walk out of the house on camera just to get views and try to get likes, bro. That's illegal and you're going to get put in jail. And he did eventually get end up getting put in jail because he was walking into people's houses and just, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm breaking into your house right now. Like, I don't know. I don't know if it's our fault. I don't know whose fault it is. I don't know who to blame exactly. But it, this is the wrong way, man. Um, what happened to people getting famous off of talent, people getting clout off of talent, people listening to podcasts like this and liking them for that talented stuff, doing stupid stuff that can get you killed. Other people killed. It's just wild. People are wild out there already. Um, adding craziness with the kids out there, just feeling like they're invincible. I was a kid once, you know what I'm saying? I did stupid stuff and I felt like I was untouchable. I was invincible and it was cool, but we weren't doing it for the clout. For everybody in the world to see that one that only can get you put in jail and two just it's not the right thing man do it in private you know what i'm saying not saying do it at all but i feel like you shouldn't be doing stupid shit on camera when i was a kid i was smart enough to try to be sneaky about egging people egging people's houses tp in people's houses little things like that we weren't out there fucking stealing people's shit faking 
Walmart pranks, hitting people with boxes, throwing shit at them. Like, it's getting crazy, man. I thought I heard, I thought I heard the worst shit when people are eating Tide Pods, but now they're out here jumping off of cruise ships, bro. It's getting wild. It's getting wild, man. And it, it saddens me to know our youth is failing their senior year. 85% of students can't pass their eighth grade. I mean, their senior classes. And like, what? Like, what about the they got the, what about the athletes, man? Even those people that don't even have the best, you know, education. So a lot of Texas athletes get scholarships. You know what I'm saying? I know that's not the only the 15% that graduated. It could be, but sheesh. That is wild. I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not, you know, big ups to all our youth mentors, our college mentors, and all those out there giving these youth, uh, you know, the right state of mind and putting us on the right path to try to get uh, these young men and women to be successful. All this going online and just showing your ass type shit is just getting wild. Um, and I pray that, you know, we get it under control because our youth is important because we have a bunch of dumbass adults right now in the world doing stupid shit. And we need our youth to help us change the world for the better. And if we're going down the same path as stupidness as the adults are already at, then we ain't never going to get better. You know what I'm saying? And let me get off this depressing shit and get into a little cinema corner before I get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? I told you it was going to be a kind of a shorter episode today. Um, I'm not too much. Um, I ain't got a lot to say. I just wanted to talk mostly about the fa the finals, but I'd be remiss if I didn't get no cinema corner out here. There's always going to be some cinema corner for you. Um, but firstly, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I know that everybody is loving it. Little Mermaid doing great in the theaters right now. I think it got, uh, when it first came out, it got an A cinema score. Um, everybody that I've seen loved it so far and they're already working on a sequel. So I'm, I'm, uh, who is it? It's Haley Bailey. That is Hallie Bailey. That is, um, doing the movie. I hope that's her name. No. What's the other one? Yeah. It's, ha it's Haley, Hallie Bailey. Cause the other one's name is Chloe. So yeah, she's doing her thing out there in the arena, the live action version of little mermaid. I haven't seen it yet. Um, because I'm not a musical guy at all, you guys. I'm I don't watch musicals. If you name one musical I've seen, it's probably one of the Disney cartoons, if anything. But I'm sure it's great. Um, if you want to go see a movie with your family, go definitely go check it out. Especially if you're a Little Mermaid fan. I don't even know why there was controversy a controversy 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 about Haley Bailey actually playing um, Ariel. Um, I'm sure she does a great job. And the kids nowadays don't even know. Little kids are not even going to know because nobody's seen the old ass Little Mermaid anyways. It's, it came out in like the early 90s. So to have a new recreation, reimagined um, Ariel and Little Mermaid situation is great. And especially if the movie is good, you know what I'm saying? Um, just, just keep up. I, I like these uh, live action ones, but I'm, I'm just not too fond of the songs, man. I can't wait for one to come out that's not song heavy. Because um, I can, I love, you know, a lot of these musicals when they have the actual movie action i'm into it but i just can't get with the songs every five minutes and the action scene or the movie scenes that lead the the scenes that lead into songs it's be so corny to me i've never seen hamilton i've never seen uh what is it high school musical i don't do the you know yeah i'm good i don't think i've seen any of the new beauty and the beast aladdin none of that new stuff that came out live action i just yeah I just rather watch it in the cartoon version if I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna do the sing along stuff. You guys remember sing along songs when you put in the video and it was all sing along songs from the Disney movies, just the song parts of them. Yeah, that's how old I am. Back to cassette tapes when they had the sing along uh, video cassettes where you could just drop it in there. You have the Jungle Book, the Aristocats, 
um, Oliver and Company, all the fa all the best songs on the video. You can just go through and just sing them all like that. That's the shit that I am kind of interested in. That's what I would do. But I don't like the mixture of movie and chill out, Clay. Movie and song. It's, it, it's crazy to me. Um, the Wiz may have scarred me. <laughs> My family watches The Wiz like all the time, and that's one of the main movies that does it. It has it's a good movie, but then it has the song songs. I'm, I'm talking songs that probably could win Grammys for the songs alone alone from the movie, and they'd be in depth, crazy ass songs. So, yeah, it's it's stuff like that that kind of brings me back to my childhood, and I'm like, uh, I'm good off that. But go check it out. I'm sure it's great. Um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll hear more about it and how it's done in theaters, um, probably in the next podcast. Um, but yeah, I saw John Wick four. Uh, I want to tell you guys a little bit how I felt about that. John Wick four. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, I, I gotta go back and watch John Wick three because John Wick four pretty much. I liked it. I mean, John Wick is probably one of the most intriguing action series that I've ever seen. Um, just the gun foo and Keanu Reeves, just how many people he's actually kills and how he does it is just kind of great. And in John Wick four is nonstop action in this one. It just starts with him being excommunicado from everywhere and every hitman and every hotel that helps him is in danger because everybody wants to kill him for breaking the continental rules for killing somebody at one of the hotels and blah, blah, blah. You guys know if you guys seen John Wick, how it goes, but storyline doesn't really matter and this one basically this guy pretty much wants to kill him um everybody's looking for john wick right now and he's going to different hotels different continental hotels where you know you can't kill on the grounds but if john wick is there it's you know and you're protecting john wick it's all about action and we can kill whatever we want to kill blah 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 um the new york continental they blew it up in the beginning for helping john wick and um we see a whole bunch of different hotels um they had one in uh in japan we got to see a whole bunch of plate people and the kind the connects that john wick had kind of help him along the way and they're all badass fighters man the whole movie was about john wick kind of just surviving going through a whole bunch of bullshit killing a whole bunch of people <laughs> there was a scene in the movie where he got hit by like 17 cars and still was able to kill 30 people um the stairwell scene where he goes and kills hella people on the stairwell trying to make it to where he's going and this fool kills 50 people working hella hard to kill 50 people and then gets knocked all the way back down the stairs damn that staircase that stairs well scene was amazing um it was just a lot of killing man it was just i mean the movie the script didn't matter like i said there's barely any dialogue like there were scenes where john wick was in a nightclub just shooting and killing stabbing people and the people in the nightclub didn't even stop dancing they just danced around everybody being shot and killed and these dudes had i mean they must have been super assassins because nobody missed and nobody in the club got shot it was just a whole bunch of fighting um there was some characters in the movie that didn't really have to be in the movie black dude i don't really know his purpose i thought he was gonna end up being like a relative of holly berry because i remember she was in i think number three with the dogs that were pretty sick um but there's another dog in this one i think the dog you know i guess there has to be a presence of a dog in each john wick movie because that's pretty much what started john wick they killed his dog and he went on a rampage from that but this dog I feel like was kind of unnecessary and I feel like I felt bad for the dog even being in the scenes because the dog one didn't have any armor on it was so susceptible to being shot 
beat up, killed. And I thought he was going to get killed the whole movie. And bro was still coming out there using his dog to do shit. I'm like, bro, if you don't leave that dog at home and just be an assassin like you're supposed to be, because it's just it's getting unrealistic. I mean, a dog go out there to bite somebody in the nuts. If they're a really assassin, I mean, I know getting bit in the nuts will kind of distract you from doing whatever, but if they don't just, excuse me, Peter, but shoot that dog, they would have shot that dog so fast if it was real life. And I don't think you can train a dog to dodge bullets. You know what I mean? But that dude's character was kind of interesting to me um, because he was just tracking. He was a tracker, I guess, and was able to track John Wick wherever he went. But the whole movie, I felt like he wasn't a bad guy. He didn't really want to kill John Wick. He was just out there lightweight protecting him and just trying to make some money off the guy that was trying to kill John Wick. But as it got to the end, he did try to kill John Wick. And John Wick almost offed his ass, but he saved his dog instead because... <laughs> This dude was whooping the dog's ass, threw him against the car, and the, uh, the dog got thrown against the windshield and his just growled at, you know, just bounced off the windshield and growled. It was it was kind of fake, but yeah, it was and when the dog peed on dude after all that shit, because he went through a whole bunch. That guy was actually pretty fucking durable, too. If you think about it, dude in the gray suit that it got pissed on at the end. That fool fell off a balcony. He got hit by a car, got shot a whole bunch of times, got bit by a dog excuse me and was still able to fight and live <laughs> to get shot and then peed on by a dog that was kind of crazy to me i forgot the homie's name from ip man it man he was doing he did a great role as a blind hitman um this is the second movie he was blind in he was blind in star wars as well and he was actually blind in this one too um and this movie was kind of cool because it did you know sometimes when you have blind assassins like this it seems like they got superpowers like daredevil and be able to do pretty much anything um but this guy you know he actually saw his blindness knowing he has to like tap places to see where he's going set off like sound sensors to see where people are and he actually misses shots and stabs when he actually can't see where people are but when he does get close counter he has senses that are hella raw he's able to fight how he's poking people with the sword you know what i'm saying he was raw he was raw and it was cool to see that him and john wick actually ended up being friends at the end and kind of like not killing each other spoiler alert um because at the end that duel was kind of interesting um it, it's weird he was going against the blind man and lost, even though the blind man is pretty much a super assassin. He lost a duel to a blind man, but I guess he was trying to lose on purpose. Um, we had a Lawrence Fishburne sh showing in there. Um, RIP to the concierge in the New York continental. I forgot his name, um, the actor's name, but he actually did pass away this year. Um, so I don't know if he passed away during filming. That's why they killed him off in the movie pretty early or what, but RIP to him. Um, hats off to John Wick to Keanu Reeves because I think it is him doing these stunts in these scenes every time too so he is like almost 60 years old out there doing all these long ass action scenes like some of these scenes went on forever like and the fact that everybody had like body armor they had these armored suits on it was kind of crazy seeing the shootouts they were shooting guns and they were just lifting up covering up their eyes with the suits that shit was crazy and when they came in there with the guys with the body armor it it was just cool. I love John Wick, how precise they have the guns and the shooting. He always makes sure to get under the armor. If he gets under the armor, he always ends up shooting them in the head and making sure they're dead. Just the preciseness of his shots is just crazy. Him doing donuts in the Mustang on that road, shooting at those people in a circle, even though he was outnumbered by like 17 people and his car had no doors or windshield and those people could have easily shot into the car. This fool is just doing donuts, popping out on the whole time, ends up killing every single one. 
I don't know. It was crazy because I know John Wick had to have been had in some kind of internal bleeding from all the shit. He falls off a roof at one point onto a van and then just gets up and walks away. Like <laughs> it's the craziest shit I've ever seen. Um, there's supposed to be a John Wick five, so I don't know how they're gonna continue the story. Uh, maybe they'll have a young protege come in and be trained by John Wick because I couldn't imagine John Wick going through another movie like this. Um, realistically, this man should have been dead 10 times over, but I feel like he's lightweight Superman. Or maybe this is the origin story of the Silver Surfer and this is where he's going to turn into the Silver Surfer and be in the MCU. You just be like, he was John Wick before and he can never die type shit. <laughs> That would be dope. But this movie was over the top crazy. Um, available now for purchase. I don't know if you could rent it, but it's out for purchase right now. You, I, I recommend you check it out, man. Um, I don't know if it's the best one yet, but the action, just watching the action alone is will have you in awe. Just the directors, the writers, hats off to all you guys. Cause you guys did a great job choreographing these fight scenes and making it look crazy. Um, I don't know how many times are people really getting hit by cars, but God damn, they made that shit look hella realistic. And I'm, I'm just sitting their mouth open the whole time. So again, if you guys like action movies, go check that shit out. It's going to be one of the best action movies you'll see in a long time. And speaking of action movies, God, excuse me. Let's talk about this Into the Spider-Verse. I know I've talked about it like 17 times, but this is the week it comes out. Again, Friday. If you listen to this Friday, it's in theaters now. I'm excited to see what it holds, man. I'm hearing a lot of good stuff about it. Um, it already has a 93, uh, a 97 actually, 97% Rotten Tomato score with 27 people seeing it so far. So, you know, it's kind of skewed so far, but Everybody that's seen it saying it's one of the best animated movie, best Spider-Man comic book movies of all time. Um, really, you know, really close to the stories and the comic book stories. Um, money wise is tracking to earn 115 million opening weekend on a hundred million dollar budget. So they're making their money back already opening weekend. Um, and that's a 70 percent increase from the first film. The first film was amazing. Um, it had a lot of heart to it. I know I talked about this before. Um, you know, the art alone and just the, you know, the, 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 what is the word I'm looking for? The sentimentality, um, just of him and his parents, um, him losing his uncle, just Spider-Man getting killed in the beginning of the movie by Kingpin. It was just a lot. It was just a lot, really heavy movie that really, um, got light at the end and let people know that. You know, no matter where you come from or what you look like, you can be a hero, hero in your own right. And just seeing Miles Morales become Spider-Man and become in tune with his powers, starting from a little kid with a makeshift suit to being who he is now. Teenage Miles Morales trying to get it all together. It's going to be really interesting to see, especially the second installation of the movies. I mean, I think it's a movie that you can take your kids to see. Also, if you're an adult, you'll enjoy it as well. Um, the marketing for this movie is incredible. Not only did the shoes come out that I got me a pair, you feel me? Yeah, those Across the Spider-Verse um, ones came out uh, for the movie Across the Spider-Verse. I don't know if I said Into the Spider-Verse. I think I did say Into the Spider-Verse, but it's Across the Spider-Verse that's coming out this weekend. Um, the shoes are amazing. The marketing behind the shoes to get the adults involved is crazy. Um, getting the shoes for their kids, getting the shoes for themselves. It, it, the 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 soundtrack produced by Metro Boomin with a list of stars that that go from. Let me just pull this up because I, I took a picture of that shit today. 
We have Lil Wayne, Nas, Future, 21 Savage, ASAP Rocky, Lil Uzi, Offset, 2 Chains, Nav, Don Tolliver, Sway Lee, A Boogie, WizKid, Jid, Corey James Blake, Kenny Beats, and that's just to name a few. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Um, Sony just gave Metro Broom in the reins and just make a slapping, uh, make a slapping soundtrack. I mean, the last slapping one I heard, I think it was Black Panther one. The soundtrack was amazing. And I think this is going to rival that for sure. And I think it's the right movie to do it too, because I mean, this ethnic Spider-Man is going to be put on the map. I think Miles Morales is here to stay. Um, he's going to become really synonymous with Spider-Man now. It's like when you talk about Spider-Man, you're also going to have to talk about Miles Morales. Um, the video game, uh, Spider-Man 2 uh, featuring Miles Morales has him and Peter Parker fighting side by side. So I think this is the coming of something really new. Um, Miles Morales is actually getting put on the map. I know he's been around for a while and for them to be able to utilize and capitalize off that comic book, off that character is crazy. And I really support it. He's one of my favorite com comic book characters, especially, you know what I'm saying? I'm always going for the minority characters and how and how dope they get ingratiated because they're really integral to these comic book stories. And there's a lot of black, Hispanic, Asian, different races of superheroes out there that need to actually make the forefront. And I think this is a really good example um, that this Shang-Chi, a lot of other stuff as well. Um, we'll see how the new Captain America World Order does. It's just like we can have characters of other races that do well and that actually are marketable and people love and are just waiting to be thrown on the screen. We don't have to see the same shit over and over. There's been like 17 Spider-Mans. Um, and then for Miles Morales to be different and something new, I think we're going to see the, you know, we're going to see the benefits of that. Um, I can't wait till it actually comes in a live action verse. He has to come to the MCU at some point. I know Sony is probably going to hold on to dear life for Miles Morales in the, across the Spider-Verse, into the Spider-Verse, all that stuff for dear life and try not to give it to the MCU. But I feel like putting him in live action, if they find the right actor for it, will just, you know, it'll benefit so much. I know Tom Holland's already young, but all the, again, all these young Avengers that they're going to bring into the story already, uh, why would it hurt to not to bring like Miles Morales into the fray as well? He's dope. He's just like Spider-Man, but he can turn invisible. He has electricity powers. So much stuff to market, so much stuff to love. I feel like once kids see Miles Morales and see what he's all about and just see his, his differentness than the average Peter Parker, He's from New York. He has a little swag to him. Where's Jordan's? Like, it's just a cultural moment that I feel like everybody can grasp and get behind. And I feel like it's going to be great. I'm going to get my tickets. You know how I do it. I'm probably going to see it on Sunday um, when the crowds are out. I don't know if I'm wearing my shoes to the theater. I might keep them pristine and keep them with my Miles Morales collection. But I do support. I'm excited to see it. And I hope everybody does go see it. Um, yeah. And that's about it, man. Sorry, you guys. It, it wasn't a long podcast today, but this is the end of the episode where I like to let them know where to find me at. You know, you could find me for especially this week, watching the NBA Finals, watching Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, my boy MPJ, KCP, Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan. Do our thing, man, and hopefully hoist the ring. You know what I'm saying? So you'll hear me next week. Um, I think there might be shoot, maybe three or four, three or four games that may be maybe out the way. Um, I know we're getting uh no, maybe not, because we have two days in between games now. Um, so first game's gonna be Thursday. I think the next game's gonna be on Sunday, and then after that'll be Tuesday. So yeah, and maybe give us a little bit more time to get to Miami too. So who knows? Um, I, I posted the schedule on my Instagram. 
Keep checking out the Best of Bias Instagram for topics that may be coming up. I know there's no guests this week, but we had the lovely Chelsea on last week. Go check out that episode 164, Know Yourself. We talked about relationships and stuff like that. Got a little spicy. Uh, but this episode, you know, I'm just here to talk my mess. I talked a little bit mess the last episode as well. But I just want to let y'all know what it is, what it is. You know, this what to expect from the game. You already know who I got winning nuggets, uh, maybe in five or six. But don't hold me to that, man. If we start fucking up in the beginning, you already know we're down. We're prone to come back from three one series not saying that's gonna get that but you know we got we were battle tested and we're ready for this finals and we've been waiting for 10 days so we're ready to get it on but if you're looking for the podcast you look for me you know where to find me it's sac underscore lightdale on the instagram patrick underscore lightdale on the snapchat um if you're looking for the podcast anywhere just type in best of bias podcast especially in the youtube you'll find all the videos done brilliantly by aka thank you aka for always blessing us with videos and clips Last video, I didn't do no timestamps on it. Um, but this one, I'll probably get those timestamps done for you once this video is done and complete. Um, yeah, keep checking us out, man. I appreciate all the love. I appreciate all the listeners stuck with us um, through thick and thin. There's been a lot of little stuff that's been going on in my life. And I've been slowing down with the pods and a little bit of the stuff lately. But don't worry. Um, we're going to get back on track, boy. Lord is blessing us. And, you know with him anything is possible so we out here um we ain't never gonna stop it's the best to buy his podcast bringing content all day all night of course we got the merch here you see the hat on my head you see the jersey i'm not selling the jersey but you already know what it says it's different it's a city jersey we ready baby i keep going back to that but yeah any of the merch hit me up uh dad hats beanies bucket hats truckers i got t-shirts all that stuff new designs coming real 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 soon hot weather is coming real 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 soon so you know what I'm saying? I might get some tank tops and some more t-shirts popping for y'all to enjoy for the summer. Um, I did skip those, the hoodies for the winter. It came and went kind of fast, but soon, soon. A lot of guests coming soon, more topics, more more stuff coming soon. We're going to get more anime kumite. Oh, we got to get Deshaun on here. Deshaun and AKA said he wants to come back. A lot of boxing coming back. I think we might get, uh, I think we, uh, Bud, uh, Bud Crawford and Earl Spence are going to fight. Earl Spence about the fight. So we definitely got to get, uh, AKA on the, on the pod to talk about that. A lot of pop culture stuff. I know Damo wants to be on very, very soon. So we got a lot of stuff to come, but for now, I'm going to leave y'all with this theme song. Go watch the finals. Go watch your family. Love your family. Go see uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Go see Little Mermaid. All that stuff, man. Happy birthday to Onyx. Uh, congratulations on graduation to Ion. Shout out the family real quick. And shout out Beautiful Struggle. Uh, go check them out as well. Beautifulstruggle.com for all your fitness and wellness needs. Um, Got to promote the family. You know what I'm saying? But it's the Best of Bias podcast right now. And we out of here for today. Happy Friday. Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy the finals. And we out. Go Nuggets, baby. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need to hear for you should try us. From pop culture to the movies to unite us. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Uh, your best of bias. Yeah.